Dodgers win Sunday at the Ravine, 7-4, behind another stellar effort from a rookie starting pitcher. We also got some great news on Clayton Kershaw. Woo-hoo. We'll talk about September call-ups, talk all about the last week, talk about the week upcoming all this week on Dodgers Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Had to come into this. You know, lost one of the great ones this week, Gene Wilder. Rest in peace. Mm, man. Wow. I was a personal fan of his, as well as everybody who likes to laugh, I'm sure was as well. Tough loss. Oh, tough one. I mean, this is like Young Frankenstein, one of his best. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think for me it's probably a three-way tie between Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, and Stir Crazy. That's a that's no, pretty, no yeah. Charlie? Charlie Chocolate Factory? Uh, that's not a Gene Wilder movie. Yeah, that was sure. just a good movie. I, st- I still love the original producers to this day that nice. he wrote with Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, he wrote the original producers with Mel Brooks. Uh, love that movie. Love Young Frankenstein. Oh, just, oh so good. So good. <laughs> I annoy my wife with it late at night because it's been on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to see it a lot more, too. So. <laughs> Welcome, Dodger fans, to another edition of Dodgers Rap 360 alongside Hunter Marks and Joshua Gershon. I am Mike Conley. Thanks for joining us for our weekly rudderless discussion of all things Dodgers. How about that, Dodgers? It's funny listening to uh, you know, uh, Skip's post-game press conference today. It was, sounded very similar. You know, it was like, oh, for a young guy, he came up, showed a lot of composure. You know, the you know situation didn't phase him. You know, I really like what I saw out there today. And you have heard that this year <laughs> so many times in talking about rookie pitches, whether it be you know Julio Urias, whether it be uh, today's starter Jose De Leon, and whether it be Ross Stripling or Brock Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just happened so much. That's why this season is just starting to shape up is possibly a very special one for Dodger fans and the Dodgers themselves. And it's, it's Vinny's last, so you really hope that they, they do pull it together this year. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Vinny weekend coming up in a couple weekends. Yeah. And uh, quickly, I just want to point out that KTLA will air the last few uh, Vinny last games. Last six, I believe. Last six Vinny too games. Too little too late, but we're glad we're doing but it. But yeah. at, least, at, least at least it's something for non-Time Warner people. I know. You'd actually be yeah. able to listen to Vin call games. Yes. So The voice of God. <laughs> Oof. And uh, Joe Buck is on record as saying earlier this year that he would step aside from the World Series if Vin wanted to take it. Ooh. Ooh. But Vin is, to this point, I'm good. I'm not sure but that he would do that. I think he wants to make his last game a Dodgers game, yeah. but... If the Dodgers are there... Right. You, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let him in there until the far as the Dodgers go. Yeah. He's such you a know? stand-up guy that I don't think he'd want to take that from someone else's announcer taking 
for that for their team. But I, I think we can all speak for everybody when we say I'd love to see that. So. Yeah. And, but Joe Buck, since his dad was a fam- you know legendary announcer in, in his own right, Absolutely. Joe Buck's the kind of guy who would be like, please, you need to, you need to do this. <laughs> right. <Yes. Yeah. laughs> it's a classy move by Joe Buck, yeah. a guy that I enjoy hating on too. So it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of a bit of a catch twenty two for me. Um, <laughs> go crazy, folks. <laughs> oh man. Uh, if people wanted to hit us up during the program or during the week, if they're listening to this later, where they can they hit you up on the social media, guys? Hit me up on Twitter, Hunter underscore Marks, or on Instagram, The Huntsman. I am uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Gersh, G-E-R-S-H, one three, on both. Oof. You know, we've been doing the show for a bit, and we're still not Instagram friends. And I've been hearing you say this for the last four or five weeks. So. I know, and we really should be by now. <laughs> Let's change that. Let's change that. You guys should both have at least one person following you. Really. Um, that's how you say it, right? Following. That's how the kids say it. That's, that's what the kids are doing these days. Yeah. All right. Um, tweet Mike when he gets a Twitter. <laughs> right. We're, get, we're getting there. What, tweet Mike Slowly Connolly, the point guard for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. He's got a big contract. Hit him up for some ducats. Um, anyways, uh, Jose De Leon, just another long line of rookie pitches doing business for the Dodgers this year. Today, six innings pitch, six hits, gave up the four run runs, nine strikeouts. I'll tell you what. That line doesn't give it justice. I mean, he pitched better than that. He, I mean, he, I don't want to say he was flawless, but I mean, nine Ks and no walks. Yeah. And really, it was that one bad pitch to, yeah. was to Solarte. Solarte. Solarte, the yeah. third inning, just took it for a ride, but he was looking great <sighs> until then and just comfortable and poised. <laughs> yeah. And just well done. I, I mean, he struck out the side in the sixth. I mean, and he showed you every pitch. Yeah. I was, the fact that he did it in the sixth inning. Where he seemed to really find a groove. Yeah. I mean, only 86 pitches. You got to wonder. They probably could have rolled him out there for that seventh yeah. with 86 pitches. You know. Well, that's <laughs> what I was wondering because I mean, we've been kind of clamoring for this guy all season, and definitely, Espe- thought, especially well, Hunter and I have been. Why is he not up yet? <laughs> right. Because I mean, the dude's he just had a birthday. I think he's 24. Yeah. Right. Uh, early August. Oh, he's wearing eight seven for his birthday. Yeah. So yes, August. Okay. That's cool. So. Um, I'm sure he'd die to have a number under 50, but <laughs> <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get there someday. Um, but he, I mean, just incredible, incredible composure. And, you know, he's got filthy stuff. He's like 95. But the fact that he is 24, we all thought that he was going to be up, you know, before Much Urias, sooner. really. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, where Urias has just turned 20, you know? It's kind of crazy. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but I haven't heard much of, like, keeping him on an innings limit. You you hear all about it about Urias. No, well, being 24, I don't think he would be on the same kind of innings limit that Urias would be on. You just think his, like, shoulder and arm are fully developed? He's just a little more situation. seasoned as well yeah. Like, yeah. in the minors. So he's pitched more innings, been around a little bit longer, he's been around the game a little bit more, so... But but you look at his like is he only pitched 114 innings in minor league ball last year? So I mean like where can he get to? 160? I mean I know he's 24, but you still want to protect him. And I think today's outing puts him over 90 for this season. So I, I guess yeah, if he can go to 160, you probably don't have to keep an eye on him. There's yeah, we'll only see. a month left. Or... And you know, come playoffs, uh, is he he's allowed to be on the playoff roster, right? Did they call him up in time or no? Uh, yeah, I think they September did. 1, Because right? technically cannot be, I believe. Oh, really? Because they didn't call him up till Friday. Are we sure on that? I'm wow. almost positive about that. Wow, yeah. that's purposeful. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, like, 
I, I didn't read an article, but I it came across it. I don't know if it was on Dodgers.com. It's like, <laughs> why are the Dodgers treating Puig like an ex? This is that, I that, saw that. Yeah. I think I saw that article. <laughs> I didn't read the article. I'll have to go back and read it, but it was pretty accurate. I mean, they are treating him like that. And, like, somebody, I don't know if his agent or his manager or whatever, has gotten in the ear of this kid because down when he was raking down Oklahoma City, he was also saying all the right things yeah. in every, every type of... Uh, you know, media uh, appearance he had. So, well, this is a very humbling. Him going down is very humbling for him because he had a taste of the big leagues. He was loving the limelight, and to be sent down like this, you know, I think he finally realized. I think you're right. I think his agent finally did speak to him. And I know Andrew Friedman went down to visit him, just to kind of check on the kid, see how he's doing. And by all accounts, except for that one Snapchat incident, you know, he seemed to he seemed to do what we were all hoping was mature a little bit. Because yeah. we all know he had the tools, but the idea was he learned how to be, how to behave like a baseball player. So yeah, and when Jose De Leon came out of the game today, he went over and like the first person he really embraced was yeah. Weeks. So yeah, it was well, good. He, he smacked that nice home run today. Oh yeah, yeah. got a huge. Couple. Hey, it's also they beat a lefty today. <laughs> the Dodgers are the worst team against left-handed pitch. <laughs> yeah, which is, and I know we kind of lambaste them all the time, and the numbers kind of point at how horrible they are at hitting left-handers. But that being said, versus left-handers with today's win, they're like seventeen and nineteen. That's, I mean, I was expecting when you look at all the numbers, their batting average or something like up and down the lineup. I was expecting that to be like six and 30 you know <laughs> something outlandish like not within a whiff of five games of 500 well do yeah. you see friday night he was a lefty pitcher they had 10 hits they just didn't score right it's so it's not like they don't really hit them it's just they don't score off them right they don't get the timely hitting off lefties it seems yeah do you think it's a mental thing since they are hitting the guys and they are kind of putting the ball in play just the runs aren't coming in like it could be kind of like a domino effect. If one guy's not doing it, then they're all just not doing it. Well, I think yeah, you might, yeah, I think you're right. Because to me, if against against a lefty, Turner has to set the tone against a lefty, right? Right. So you got he's your he's your big righty in the lineup. He's got to set the tone. So I feel like if he has an off game, they have an off game against that lefty. Mm-hmm. I feel like they can't like today. He had a couple hits, you know. So I think he had drew a couple. I think he had drew a walk today too, mm-hmm. you know. So it seems to me like he's kind of the engine that goes when it comes to lefties. Like you said, though, it could be a domino effect. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get it done. No one's getting it done. No one's getting it done. A <laughs> guy, I'm kind of having a tough time figure out, you know, versus the lefties because coming into this season he was a world beater, hitting like 360 versus him, and this year he's hitting under 200. Kike Hernandez and like why didn't this guy get an extended stay down in Oklahoma City to kind of get his stuff he's someone who really could have used it too someone who's really he's having he's had trouble for most of the year and I would have liked to see him I still love him on the team I love the energy that he brings he's such a young happy-go-lucky guy you always see him joking around in the dugout and like you want that that emphasis and that feeling but of all the people I think you're right he really needs some seasoning down there and because he's 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 looking at losing his spot right now there's a lot of guys hitting well, well, playing the triple well. A season's almost just about over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so isn't uh who's pitching in the playoff game? Um Casimir. Casimir's gonna pitch in the triple uh, A playoff <laughs> oh, game. Oh really? <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's gonna be because like Casimir, he's kind of on the mend. We got a Brett Anderson who has blister. Setback today, blister, yeah. yeah. Oh really? Yeah. What's with the blisters? <laughs> oh my word. I mean that's kind of a honeycut. You know, <laughs> no, I crazy man. Yeah, you gotta stop, you know, having pickle juice and then yeah. some brine and stuff in the and, and, yeah, Dip. that's it, man. Soak them in there. Toughen them up. Uh that kind of gives us a little transition into <laughs> blister man number one, Rich Hill. Who on was fire. worth the wait? Yeah. Worth the wait. 
12 innings, uh, what, seven hits total so far in 12 innings, no runs, one walk, I think. <clears throat> like filthy. We yeah. were talking about him at the deadline. Like, God, if we really want to like get this guy and like hopefully he can be the one that like that missing piece. And he has turned out to be exactly that. Yes. And more. Just a wonderful, wonderful and, blessing in disguise. And with the good news of Kershaw starting next Friday or this coming Friday against the Marlins, all of a sudden you have Kershaw and Rich Hill going right now. That's a solid one too. That's not a team you want to face in the playoffs. No, it's not. <laughs> and Kent Maeda doing what he does. Yeah. What is he at? Yeah. 14 wins now? 15 wins, Maeda? Uh, I think he's creeping on 14 wins. Mm-hmm. He so. is um, 13 and 8. 13 and 8. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> creeping on 14. The um, He'll go tomorrow. We'll get we'll get to next week uh, in a little bit. But, um, yeah, he's been great. And I, I, this is something I kind of off it up uh, early in the season. You guys laughed at me. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to offer it up again. <laughs> I'm going to offer it up again. Kent Maeda, okay, is it – I mean, do you keep him on that every five-day schedule? Because he's looked good when they've given him that extra day of rest. You know, and in Japan, <coughs> he's used to pitching once every week. You know, if we get in a situation where we have these guys coming back, like the McCarthy's oh. and the Kazmiers of the world, you know, can we afford to put this guy – uh, you know, on a situation where he pitches once every seven days, you know, and then just kind of fill in everybody else. Um, you know, we are trying to keep Urias's innings down and potentially daily owns, you know, maybe that could be good for something like that. That, and also I'm just looking at the <coughs> fact that, you know, we don't want to burn out this asset. We got this guy on a very team friendly deal. Yeah. He is 25 million. It would be silly to like, just oh, we want this guy to get to 200 innings, you know, be, to get your money out of him. Getting your money out of him is about 100 innings, you know. So if you relegate him to like 170 innings, and you know, just put him on that once every seven day thing, and you're giving him 3.3 a year. I mean, you know, plus incentives and all that stuff. But hey, I don't know. Maybe elongating him out, he doesn't hit as many of those incentives. <laughs> you know, you can do some. Uh, you know, park improvements at the ravine. I don't know. <laughs> well, the way the Dodger armors have been going down, I don't know if we can do that just yeah, yet. I remember when you first brought that up the first time, and yes, I admit I was the one who shot you down because I was, I was worried about him pitching all your five games and going to seven. Uh, that would disrupt his rhythm. But now with the emergence of De Leon, I, I'm worth revisiting and something to actually consider. So. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with Hunter. I mean, if Kershaw is back, and all of a sudden, you got Kershaw back, you got Rich Hill back, you got Casimir coming back. Oh, my back. God. <laughs> like, That's a lineup. <laughs> but all of a sudden, now you might be able to stretch Maeda out a little bit. Yeah. You know, do that once a week. and Because when he does get the extra rest, he is, he is on. He looks great. Especially for <coughs> September, like where, um, you know, if we have, we can inflate the roster, you know. It seems like the smart way to do it because when when you get in the playoffs, so the Dodgers there, hello, um, knock wood, they – you know, the cause due to the TV schedule, it's so longed out anyway, so he's yeah. going to probably be getting that rest anyhow, yeah. you know? So if they use a four-man rotation. Uh, if a three, maybe not so much. <laughs> but uh, so today's win, coupled with the Giants blowing a lead in the ninth inning and losing in extras, gives the Dodgers a three-game lead in the West. Yeah. Huge. Good to see. Thank you, Chicago Cubs. <laughs> yeah, right? Speaking of Chicago Cubs... Uh, we kind of talked on last week's program about after they beat the Cubs in a series and after they beat, uh, who was the other good team they played last week and the Giants in a series. Yeah, of course. Um, that there could be a little letdown going into Colorado. 
and a letdown there was. Yes. In the first two <laughs> games of that series, they were 0 for 15 with runners in scoring position and left 18 men on base. In Colorado. In yes. Colorado. The most hitter-friendly park in the majors. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. The air helps it sail an extra 20 feet. <laughs> that being said, the third game of that series, the second one of that doubleheader, kind of made up for it and almost made you feel like they won the series yeah. with, with the fashion in which they won that game. Oh, yeah. After that first game, I was telling Josh this, I was like, oh, like easily forgettable. And the second game was not far from that until the eighth inning when Andrew Torres comes up. I think you and I were texting, and he just blasts one. Absolutely <laughs> blasts one. He's making he's making Yasiel Puig's job harder and harder to get back. <laughs> well, I'd like to see maybe Tolls a little bit in center. It seems like he hasn't played much in center. Is that true? Or like when Jock plays, they throw him out there? It doesn't seem like he does. No, I they, see like they, still, they throw Kike out there. Yeah. And, you know, with Tolles' speed, it just seems like he would be a natural fit for Senna. And where he's absolutely raking, I mean, what's he hitting, 370 or something? He's hitting uh, 397. How many home runs? Wow, uh, no three way. Home 397? Yeah. Three homers. He's hitting 397, three homers. He's got a, a 463 on base percentage and a 690 slugging right now. Wow. His speed was what we were talking about earlier, what really set him apart and what I thought would really be that X factor for us. I did not see this power surge coming. I didn't really know anything about him. I don't right. think any of us did, yeah. except for Andrew Friedman who uh, really did a great job resigning him. <laughs> I mean, he's doing so well right now, and he's so hot. He's got to be in there on a daily basis. Oh. He's platoon-proof right now. You have now. to play the hot hand, you know? which he is. You yeah. do. Well, then the other day, Redick finally gets, he goes three for four. Finally. And it's a home run. <laughs> yeah. He finally shows some life. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, we're talking about maybe Puig coming up, you know, so he can perform and, you know, help this team. But maybe it's just, you know, his hot breath on the back of Josh Reddick's neck that kind of, yeah. you know, was going to improve the ball club this year because it's like once he shows up, Reddick starts raking. You know, <laughs> he got his first RBI this week in a Dodgers uniform, and now he's starting to hit a little bit. This is, what you, this is what you want to see. You want to see the guys putting pressure on each other to perform. So this is perfect. It's great. And and it's nice that they they really seem to have stepped up without Kershaw because it seemed like every year – they always relied on Kershaw, so by the playoffs, he just he didn't have the same stuff because he just carried the team the whole time for the whole season. Now this is this is why I'm excited, and you brought this up yeah. that if if he's back and he has not pitched in two months, and all of a sudden he's back, that come playoff time he might be Kershaw. Yeah, that we might see Kershaw in the playoffs. It's gonna be in like June form. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Come come uh, come playoff time. Oh, that'd be great to see. Yeah. Alicia Keys music. Wow. <laughs> On fire. <laughs> I, I just got a little goosebumps. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Um, was some drama earlier this week with Puig, um, you know, with the whole waiver scenario. I know you texted me at one time saying you um, you you read an article that the, it was the, the Red Sox. Yeah. Well, we found out it was the Brewers. Brewers, yeah. And that they did talk about a Ryan Braun deal. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that the to me, I, I, I you know, I'm guessing that neither side could really. Dodgers are overvaluing Puig, you know, and they're trying to say, hey, we're going to take Braun's contract off your hands. You know, we're not going to give up much more than, right. than that, yeah. right. you know. So yeah. They're going to take the best deal available, obviously, and we, we mentioned this last week. Why negotiate now when you can just negotiate with 29 other teams in the offseason? And that really, unless they just get a spectacular offer, which doesn't seem to really have come yet, right? Uh, which because they haven't done anything, then I, I, I think it's best just to hold on to them for now. Yeah, yeah. Especially since the other guys are, are stepping up. Right, Tolls right. and all those guys, so. Yeah, I mean, that's very petty of the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> if Puig is not available is. to work in the I, postseason. Almost, so I, I almost sure that's true. I, I, I have to double check. 
But if we had working internet in the studio, <laughs> I would say, you know, give it a try. Yeah. Maybe we can get an answer by the end of the program. Oh, I kind of like that the front office is being a little dickish about this. <laughs> Excuse my language, but yeah. I, I, if I was the other teams, I'd be like, oh, those assholes. But, yeah. but I kind of like that they're like playing this game right now because they can. So they're in a position to. But, I mean, it's not like they have three studs on lockdown in their outfield going into the playoffs. It would be very short-sighted if they would hamstring themselves by not having this, you know, wild beast potentially available to for, uh, you know, playing in the postseason. Well, that's the aura. That's the aura that they're dangling. Look what you can get with him if you give us a deal. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. Good plague, bad plague. <laughs> they're really, I agree. They're really milking this right now with him. So It's just, are they playing it right? It, it sure doesn't seem right. Um, Although he's looked, he's looked okay. So that's a huge home run good. today. Huh? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And he had two hits the other day. Although he probably only had one hit. Uh, you, know, you know, it was a really kind of switching just real quick. X factor for that game for me today was was the uh, push punt by Adrian Gonzalez today. Did you see that? What uh, <laughs> we talked about last week of how the guys have all year teams have been pulling the shift on him, and he finally was like, "Enough is enough." Yeah, <laughs> just lay down a beauty push punt and <laughs> beat it out. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, and I was actually thinking on that very play that if there's any guy that actually has speed, uh, it's Adrian, <laughs> <laughs> that they run the shift on. And could bunt. I'm thinking a slap bunt that could get past. Oh yeah, you know <laughs> that the shortstop couldn't feel. That could be two. <laughs> well, think about you, know? you could not shift Ichiro, right? Because he would do that too fast. Yeah. He, would, he would slap that thing down there, and boom, he's yeah. easily. Like, I looked up, but he's on second. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm surprised that with, you know, you think that with all the shifting, that the hitting would catch up and go. You know what? I'm going to teach a lefty to do that. To slap on this yeah. into you know so that you can't shift me anymore. That's that's <laughs> we're gonna get to that point. We have to. How yeah. quickly we get there is just you know mm-hmm. the stubbornness of baseball. And yeah. We all know it can't be stubborn, but that it's gonna get to that point. Well, you know that there's talks now about trying to not be able to shift, right? That there's there's. I'm not a big fan of that. There's preliminary talks of, about of the shift or talks of not putting a rule in place not to yeah, shift. Yeah, not rules in place. Yeah, yeah there yeah, is. Yeah. There is talks terrible. about it, but there are, and that's going on now. You know, it's like it's I. It's like the NBA. strategy. The NBA is talking about eliminating the hacka. You know, the hacka shack. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, you're making twelve million dollars a year. You can you can learn to make a free throw. Yeah. Which like <laughs> if if you're making twenty million dollars a year playing baseball, you can learn to put the ball into left field yeah. as a lefty. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I yeah I don't like I mean at a four point line I'm for that yeah. yeah. But <laughs> don't don't do these things where, oh, this play is not good enough, so yeah. we're gonna make you know that's yeah. silly. It's like these guys are professionals. If they're playing them one way, it's like you gotta find out. Okay, I, I, I'm I don't like them playing me that way because mm-hmm. it takes a bunch of hits with them. So I'm just gonna dink them, dunk yeah. them to death I mean, y- until they play it straight. They could never shift Tony Gwynn. Right. Tony Gwynn would hit it into left field all day, all day long. Yeah, yeah but I mean, you know, we're, meant, we're mentioning a bunch of spray oh. hitters here who they wouldn't dream but so, of. But someone like Bryce like, Harper should be able to do it. Adrian Gonzalez should be. I mean, these right. guys are three, well, Harper's not, but Adrian Gonzalez is a lifetime 290 hitter. He should be able to to slap it into left field. You yeah, know? And, and, you know, he's, you know, a guy, he's not going to hit 30 homers, but he's a guy who routinely hits in the 20s, yeah. you know, and he's kind of a big bop, but maybe he thinks it's kind of beneath them, but... So it was encouraging to see it today, yeah. and I hope it continues because they, in all of baseball. Oh yeah, because they don't really shift Seager, right? Because Seager does hit into left field, yeah. you know. So they don't really shift him yeah. too much. 
So it, it, I, I am waiting for people to just start teaching that pretty much. Just this is what you do. Why not? You know, just slap it down there. Because if you do it a few times, they're going to stop shifting you. Yeah, and it's like bunt, bunting is a lost art, you know, and it's like bring it back. Yeah. Well, look, the shift with guys on base lost that Cubs game when Baez went to second instead of throwing to first. Right. They sh- it was because the shift was on, you know. And uh, so was deep out. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's what happens. So yeah. you got to make them pay. When they shift you, you got to make them pay. Yeah. You know, it's true. It's true. Oh, so, yeah, Tolls' Grand Slam was like. <laughs> the hit of the year. I, yeah, that was definitely <laughs> that was, the win of the year. I that mean, was a hit of the year. Like down, what, 8-2 to two, yeah. going into the 8th, and then they win it 10-8. to eight. And, like, he's, he even said it. He's like. He's like, I thought it was a fly out. <laughs> and it just kept carrying. And he's like, it got out. I was excited. And, like, you know, he just seems like the nicest dude. And, like, well, he was working. His, 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 you know, road to the majors yeah. is so, everyone such loves a great a good, story. Yeah, everyone loves a good story of, yeah. like, of this guy. He had some trouble in college. He had some trouble making the team and uh, making to the majors with the Devil Rays. Or the, Ra- the, the Rays. Yeah. The Rays, excuse me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's really nice to see him and see what he's been able to do as as a major leaguer and as an everyday player. Or is he an everyday player? Platooning player. Platooning player. Platooning but... player. But uh, he, uh, boy, he's making it harder for Puig and Ethier to make it to the club. Yeah. So, um, Jock had a nice uh, gun out of a guy trying to yeah. inexplicably in the ninth inning trying to. <laughs> Yeah. Stre- I mean, that you're down dude, seven to four. You need base runners. Why, would you, try, why would you try to stretch? Craziness. <laughs> and I think I could have beat that guy to second base <laughs> in a race. Sanchez, pretty pretty heavy well, backstop. You know, you, we talked about you know the giant when the Giants and knock on wood, hopefully they don't this year, but um, they used to seem to have a way to win, right? They always found ways to win. Well, now you're at like you've been saying it. You actually are seeing that with the Dodgers. They're finding ways to win games, and the Giants, like today and yesterday. Keep they're finding ways to lose games, so you're hoping that there is that kind of continental shift, you know. <laughs> but that seriously, that and the way that went in some of these games, that coupled with the Kershaw, you know, being able to kind of, I'm not going to say rest, but yeah. rehab and not you know put a lot of innings on the shoulder there in this for the last two months, coupled with the fact that everybody's on the Cubs nutsack, and so the Dodgers can kind of fly under the radar. Yeah, can we not forget these are the Cubs? This could be shaping up as the year. Just I'm not, saying. I'm not sold on this Cubs team going all the way. On paper, they look incredible. And they are still the best team in the National League, especially with the win record. But they're the Cubs. The 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 big uh, you know, chink in the armor for the Cubs is guys that can steal bases. So I'd like to see the in this final month. The Dodgers start to run a little bit more. You know, they got tolls. He's fast. Let's run that. Peterson's dude. got good Let's speed. Let's have too, yeah. Jock run a little bit. How we can steal a little bit. And, you know, it's like, I mean, I don't know why we got rid of Davey Lopes ever as a first base coach. <laughs> one, of the, one of the best base dealers ever to wear a Dodger <laughs> uniform, you know. I mean, you need to have, you know, you have access to him and Maury Wills. You keep them. Yeah, yeah You right. know, one of those guys. Madly until stole they pass. I mean, Maury Wills was an MVP, oh. you know, who stole bases. And... Madly stole for his Marlins club. And so, <laughs> thanks, Don. Oh, Madly. <laughs> he had a little blow up this week against the umpires. Did you guys yes. see that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Did he, you get the toss? 
He well, it was more of a post game. Okay. He was saying, I, "What happened in the? Was they squeezing him or no? It was a play at third or something like yeah, that." Yeah, was it? Yeah, I think believe it was a play at third. I just saw, yeah. I just saw the aftermath. Uh, yeah. you know, online. <laughs> yeah, him, him, him getting hot. Yeah, because uh, you know they're kind of faltering a little bit. Yeah, but they have, they have a, a good schedule that shapes up. They play some pretty awful teams coming up. They play a lot versus the Phils and a lot versus the Braves. Well, and you Braves know, have been playing, and they are missing their best player. You know, with Stanton being right. out, so True. you know, yeah. what's the latest on him? There's a rumor he could be back for like the last couple of weeks. Just as long as he's not back against Kershaw right. Friday, doesn't matter to me. Every time I see him, That's he true. always is good for like two or three, like at least two home runs against the Dodgers. Oh, Probably yeah. every team, but boys, yeah. mash. I mean, look at him. <laughs> how how excited are we to get Clayton Kershaw back? He of the eleven and two record and the sub two ERA. The uh, 11 to 16, 16 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio. Oh, man. So if the playoffs were here today, we've talked about the snap before, but now with the emergence of De Leon looking really good, what would be our, our rotation going in for that first series, you think? Kershaw, Hill, Maeda, question mark. Yeah, I mean... Okay, we're still at that 4 and 5 or up in there. I mean... I think so, but it'd be nice. Well, I mean, in the playoffs, you don't go to a fifth starter. Yeah. yeah. But it would yeah, be nice is, I mean, if you take a 2-0 lead with Kershaw and Hill... And, you know, depending, it doesn't, regardless of what Maeda does, you might be able to even squeeze that four starter in there instead of coming back with Kershaw. Yeah, because <laughs> some teams, you know, will just use three. Yeah. Right? Right. But I, I do like that, you know, if you do go up 2-0 to yeah. kind of have you that. Th- you, you throw Maeda in there, and Maeda has a great chance to give you a win, so it's not like it's just a wash game. Yeah. But, you know, you throw Maeda in there, and if he gets that win, throw out that, throw out Casimir in that fourth game, see what yeah. happens. Yeah. Let Kershaw get that rest for that next game, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be tough to beat Kershaw and Hill. Two lefties like that, back-to-back, that's going to be tough. i got to tell you what, if they were facing themselves, they'd be really in dire straits. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 this kid, DeLeon, was so impressive today. He could be in that four-starter spot over uh, Kershaw. And I, I think that as these guys get healthy, the Casmias and the you know Brandon McCarthy's of the world, you know, that'll kind of solidify that five-man rotation, potentially even have a six-ish starter in there if we do do that thing with my Maeder and uh, able to length the mower and only goes once a week. Um, then then you can look into Urias back in that bullpen role. You know, well, he's it, just been such in flux yeah. at this point because they haven't been healthy in the rotation. 15 starting pitchers this year. Yeah. Can you believe that? Most in the league. And then there's the three teams behind them that had 14 different starters were, like, horrible. It was, like, the Reds. Yeah. Uh, Didn't Jarrell Cotton pitch this weekend for the A's, I believe? uh, Versus Red Sox? I don't think so. I think he's coming up to pitch. I think they did bring him up. Yeah, Yeah. because he's been been tearing up the AAA. So, but, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, He's still kind of a two-pitch pitcher, so yeah. maybe his long-term, you know, will be in the pen yeah. unless he can add a, add a third pitch. Well, third I, pitch I, w- I would love to see Urias move to the pen because Libertor's been struggling since he came off the DL. He's mm-hmm. been ha- he's been carrying a heavy load, and we need to. Yeah, I think yeah. I agree yeah. with that. We need to kind of like ease up with the arms there and kind of give him some uh, backup. And coming down the stretch, we need to start giving Jansen some rest. He can't be pitching three, four straight days. Yeah. He, you got to give him some rest. It's crazy. <coughs> he had a milestone this week. Um, we'll get in his 40th save. And he, today he got his 41st on Sunday here. Uh, but 
you know, so that's back-to-back 40 safe seasons, the second Dodger of all time to do that, obviously Gagne being the, the first. You mean Jeff Shaw didn't do it? Like Jeff Shaw was the <laughs> yeah. Or Todd Warren? Crazy. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, Jeff Shaw's son plays well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Boston Red Sox. Boston, yeah. The mayor what? of Ding Dong City. What position? I don't even... He's the third baseman. Okay. He's, plays a little first. How's he doing? Yeah, he's good first half, and then was pretty horrible in the second half. But he's showing a little uptick because, much like Reddick feeling the heat of Puig, <laughs> he's starting to feel the heat of one Yoan Moncada. Right yes. Now. Don't get me started on the Red Sox. So I'm sorry. You know, I gotta say also about DeLeon today, um, and I usually, I you you notice it. His fastball, was it just me? Did you guys just notice so much movement on it today? It was tailing mm. and hitting corners and like... Oh, yeah. Like I, I, I Admittedly, I've never seen this kid pitch before. I've always heard about him. We've been following him for a while. We've been tracking him online. But And you always heard like that fastball and that changeup was one, two pitches that were right. really kind of just outstanding. But his fastball, which is, I swear to God, it just gets a play. It was like just curving out every two inches. And yeah. I was just like, oh, man, this guy is... That late movement. It. That yeah, late, late movement. That's exactly it. It was so impressive. And you could just see guys freezing on it or hitting it late. And it was just like, they were just like, Will Myers after the game was like, he was raving to drink his Austin. It's like, I told you about this guy in the minors. I guess he got the first base. He was like, this guy's going to be a stud for you for a long time. Yeah, he told yeah he told Adrian Gonzalez that. He's like, this guy's got great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The uh, Yeah, and so because of that late life, he can almost get by being kind of a two-pitch pitcher. I think... He'll probably add a slide piece or oh, a yeah. Yeah, or just that slider, that curveball you add later in your but, repertoire. But, uh, I mean, to this point, he's got two-plus pitches, that fastball and that changeup, but definitely. And the confidence on this ready. guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, complete night and day from when yeah. Urias had his starting starting day. But, but mean, Urias never, his confidence never wavered in himself. It's true. Which it's is true. Which you saw, even as, as a guy 19 years old, you know, got battered around there by the Mets. Every got, game. Got battered around by the Cubs, yet his confidence in himself never seemed to waver. He's just like, no, I'm going to get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. And now he's starting to turn it around, and he's looks really. He's been looking really great. You know, his last few starts. Yeah, I was a little curious how Dillian was gonna react when he got down early in the game, and there seemed to be no problem. There was no problem at all. He goes down early. It was three, three two, no, two, two nothing. Two nothing. Excuse yeah. me. And I was like, oh, all right, how is he? That's that's when you, the make of a good pitcher of how how they get out of jams. And he he just started. He actually almost struck out the side in the first inning, except for that little blooper yeah. that fell between Turner and uh, Howie. I think I think uh, Turner distracted Howie because that was clearly his ball. But for a second there, I thought he was going to strike out the, the side in the first inning. <laughs> so he's looking. I great. just liked it as the game went on. He seemed to get a little stronger there. That sixth inning with the striking out the side yeah. that was what impressed me the most today. Although, about that. granted, I only knew three people on the Padres. <laughs> yeah, the Padres lineup. I knew three people. What a perfect lineup. game to go up against for your starting <laughs> for your debut. You want to go up against the Padres. A team like that, definitely not the Rockies because they seem to really hit us. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm really worried about these Rockies. I know they're not going to probably make the playoffs, but they're always this team that is just the thorn in the Dodgers' side, and they just proved it this past week. And I'm just worried about the end of the season. Where we're really going to fight for that that uh, division title. So, <laughs> yep, we shall see. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so you know the other call-ups. Who, who else came up? Boston Bonds, yeah. Avalon. Uh, and Barnes played today. Yeah, yeah Barnes well, played today. He's caught Jalen before in the minors. I like Barnes. I kind of like Barnes. Yeah, you've been on the Barnes bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> what do you like about him? Just his. Uh, yeah, I think he can be a good hitting catcher, you know, and he's pretty pretty good behind the dish, and he's like kind of versatile. He can play some second base. Yeah. You know? I'll feel like he can play some left catcher. Catcher can play second base, right? <laughs> I mean, you know. Hey, Craig, 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 Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio did yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so looking ahead to this upcoming week, uh, you know, the Dodgers. 
didn't light the world on fire, but they were able to finish the week with a 500 record. The ship is steady. The ship is steady. <laughs> you know, steady. Three game lead. We were expecting a little bit of letdown. It sort of happens. It's true. And the fact that they did, we said they just need to be three and three, yeah. and they did it. They even gained a game, you know, on the Giants. Yeah. So to, this was this week to be was a win, just because we were all afraid that oh great they just smashed the Giants and the Cubs and now. They're going to go against the Rockies and the Padres are just going to lay an egg. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Andrew Tolles is a lot to thank for that because oh, yeah. saving that from not being a sweep was huge. <laughs> and, uh, you know, definitely a game the uh, the Dodgers point back to into. I wonder into how many uh, day games the Dodgers have left because they actually have the best record in the majors. They're now 26-12 and 12 in day games. There's a little stat for you. Wow. <laughs> Come out, check, out my out the, <laughs> check out the big brain on Brett. Uh, the... Um, yeah, I mean... They it, love playing in the, under the sun, so let's, uh, let's go for many more day games. <laughs> and, interesting enough, uh, coming into today's game, uh, Adrian Gonzalez, just to say on your day theme, most hitters don't like playing in the day. Right. And he is leading all Major League hitters coming into today's game with 386 average during day games. Ooh. I trump your <laughs> You do, sir. You do. <laughs> maybe, they just, maybe they just see the ball better. That's true. Um, but that's usually not the case in day games. You know, no, that's yeah, why I you know. have to have like the batter's eye and all that stuff. People can't sit in center. Well, or why they, you know, have just big speakers at the ravine. The the worst games got to fit the ravine to me are the five o'clock games because you get those nasty shadows that come over the field. Yeah. You know, and at that when that they get that five p.m. You know, if they get the, the game of the week start, that's always the worst one. Oh, yeah. 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 So the Dodgers are facing a. Uh, a familiar pitcher in their next game. <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> <laughs> it's been quite. A, his name has been tossed around quite a bit with uh, with the Dodgers this past week. Mr. Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke. It's it's an interesting matchup because yeah. he's going against Kenta, so it's his like, replacement pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. It <laughs> might be his soon-to-be teammate. <laughs> just throwing yeah. it out there. Just Ooh. throwing it out there. A lot of rumors <laughs> going around that they did, and I, I th- actually I don't think it's rumor. I think they really did. Inqu- I think it was fact that they did they inquire about trading for Granky. Because yeah. why not? I'm on record. Sorry, guys. Why not? I mean, he's a steady pitcher. He's having a he's not having the best year with Diamondbacks right now. But that's that's a tough park, uh, Chase Field. For everyone knows that. And Dodgers Dodgers Stadium is very much a pitcher's park. And I think his numbers are inflated because he's in Arizona over there. So. Yeah, it's a lot of money to take on. That's a lot of money to take on. That's the thing. He's what 32 years old. 33 now. 33. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday, Zach Greinke. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever that was. <laughs> so but, there's about there's five years remaining on that contract and probably and under little under 200 million. But I I gotta think though I really this, I would not be opposed to taking him taking him back for under the right circumstances because we get another steady veteran arm who hopefully. Uh, <coughs> yeah, well, there was that speculation that were they talking maybe. Uh, about a waiver trade with him earlier this month. Yeah, and and it was I think because let's face it, the Diamondbacks whiffed on so much this past off season. Well, yeah, who, yeah they the Shelby just, Miller, Zach Ranke. Yeah, on paper it looks good, and paper well not so much the hitting, but on paper yeah. they look like they were really showing up that pitching staff. Not to cut you off there, oh, sorry no. about that. But yeah, they just whiffed. Yeah, <laughs> they, it, just, it, they just whiffed. And you know, I'm sure Dave Stewart and. Uh, uh, who is it, Dave Stewart, and what's the... Oh, the GM, Dave Stewart, and... Uh, what's the manager's name? Oh, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. Chip Hill? 
Yeah, so yeah. Chip Hill. You know, I'm I'm sure or uh, team president. I forget who. They yeah, was. who's the team president? Oh, uh, Larusa. Larusa, right? totally yeah. Larusa. Yeah, Larusa and Stewart got to be on short leashes now. They are. Uh, especially the Shelby Miller deal is going to really come back to bite them hard. Yes. And I thought that was a good trade. I thought that was a good deal when I first saw it. I was like, all right, you know, steady pitcher from the. Br- it's easy to look back on it now and critique, but you know. Oh no, I hated that. I I hated that trade at the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think much. I said it on the show. I was like, I did not like that trade from the beginning. Why not? Because I think Swanson is the real deal. I think he's he's a um, power hitting Jeter, is what I think he's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And you just selected him yeah. less than a year before with the number one overall pick in the draft. And he was destroying the competition in the minors. I mean, yeah. it's that was. Is he up now? I don't know. He's only like twenty. I don't know if he okay, got called up right. actually. Yeah. Uh, I think he did. Come <laughs> did I think he, get he is up now? Yeah. Once they. Because, I mean, they opened up a spot for him to get rid of Simmons. Oh, yeah. And then they brought in Ibar, but then they traded Ibar in a wave of deal, I believe, to uh, the Tigers? Yes, I think. I think, you I think somebody. I think it was, no, I think it was. Right. It's, it's a. I think it's the Tigers. Yeah, because the Tigers. Because the Iglesias was hurt for them. Yeah, and, and they needed a shortstop. And they're in the race. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't aware of how much they gave up for him, so on second thought, walking that one back. <laughs> but I was like, oh, walking they got Granky and they got Shelby Miller. Like they're actually, they're they're still the you know they're a couple pieces away. And then I think I remember there's being this really big uh, Sports Illustrated piece on like the Diamondbacks, how they're back. They're going to do this. They're going to be great now, and you know they're going to be contenders. And they're not. They did say like that. You know, we're keeping them for 2017. Like that old Granky talk, and like. So that means the trading deadline, at least, <laughs> yes. so 2017, because they'll be looking to deal them at the deadline next it's, year. But do you think Zach is just like, please let me go to the Dodgers. Just put me back. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> put me back. He made his bed going to a hitter's park. Yeah. He took the money. Hey, that's, you know, that's, to me, you can't complain then. If you go somewhere to take the money and, you, and you, your team stinks, you, that's your problem. Like, like I, I same again, when Carmelo Anthony took the money to stay in New York, Fine, I you should get every dollar you you want, yeah. but when they can't sign anyone because your contract's so massive, sorry that you you made your bed. Now you need to lie in it. Yeah, <laughs> the um, yeah, I mean the the Dodgers have deep pockets, so I wouldn't go against it. But it just seems like Andrew Freeman, you know, is from, you know, that Tampa Bay system yeah. where <laughs> they did it with such a low budget that I'm thinking it's like he's gonna see if he can build the Dodgers for a. You know, a hundred and seventy million dollar payroll, and that will be pretty cheap. You know, for such a big market club, and I think he wants the opportunity to do that. That and like he kind of does have that opportunity because I was giving a little more thought to the bomb you dropped out there last <laughs> week about the Dodgers not resigning uh, Kirsch when he's up. But it, it, but you have to with this front office, you have to at least consider that that is, is a, a possibility. possibility especially after seeing De Leon today and how good Urias is it looks like that could be a one-two you could have for a long time and they are uh, they are looking to re-sign Rich Hill I know he's 36 35 36 yeah, but they are looking 36. to bring him back hopefully to yeah. like a what three-year contract or something so, so, wow if he gets a three-year deal at 36 that's good on him yeah you know <laughs> if he gets something in that Casmir range maybe yeah, yeah three you for know? 37 or something like yeah, that what Cashman got three for 36 I'd be psyched um yeah, so looking ahead, we got three uh, with Arizona at the Ravine, that big uh, Grinky Maeda matchup coming up. Day off Thursday, and then head on a big old trip. Yep. Uh, a 10 game trip that'll take us to Miami, to the Bronx to face the Yankees, and then to face these very signed Diamondbacks again. So, whew, gotta take two out of three for this home series with Arizona. And then if you can try and squeak out. Uh, 
a floundering Miami team with two out of three. Hello. Except except you Making gotta, fish jokes. <laughs> you got to believe that Mattingly, like before when they played him early on, is going to be, we got to beat this team. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He's a gamer. Yeah, like, he's absolutely talking you know, like about that. Like Lake Kiffin, you know, he really wanted to hang 60 on USC Saturday. Oh, you, just, you see his Twitter? Yeah. Hashtag 314 AM. <laughs> you know, it's just Mattingly's feeling the same thing. I really want to beat this team. Oh, man. That was the easiest pick of the week. Can't believe, <laughs> can't believe I gave up gambling. Um but yeah, so hopefully we'll be sitting in these very same chairs next week, and uh, you know they'll go, they'll be four and two, or certainly nothing less than three and three. Uh, you know they got to start, you know, play some good baseball going in here in September. And now that we have the stud back at the front of this rotation, it's going to make it a very exciting September, and hopefully a very exciting October. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I uh, I did try to go out to the Quakes game. Um, but uh, I forgot that the wife and I had tickets for John Williams at the Hollywood Bowl Ooh, to get to make because I really night. I really wanted to go out to watch him when it was announced. Of course, tickets sold out right away too when <laughs> yeah. when it announced. Unfortunately, yeah. every time he he goes to Triple A or Single A when he plays for the Quakes, those games sell out right away. Instantaneous, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, what did he pitch like three innings or something? Three innings, know, five Ks, yeah. only through thirty pitches, yeah. one hit, no He's walks. Back. <laughs> He's a stud. Kid is a stud. Uh, anything you guys want to uh, shout out about uh, before yeah. we... Yeah, the upcoming game, I want to see the Dodgers attacking Granky. I want to see a full throttle. I want to see them go at an ex-teammate and just show them what they're about. Okay. Uh, we're going to sign off here. Anything oh, yeah. you wanted to squeeze oh, just, in? I got to give have? a shout-out to my uh, father-in-law. This was his 65th birthday yesterday. Hey, hey. So Happy birthday. Give a nice shout-out to my father-in-law, Jose Vega. Uncle Jose. <laughs> oh, your father-in-law. Father. Okay, Jose. <laughs> I hope you partied hard Oh, Palm Springs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, gang. Well, that'll do it for another edition of Dodgers Wrap 360. For Joshua Gershon and Hunter Mox, I am Mike Conley. Thanks for tuning in with us, gang. Go Thanks, Dodgers. Guys. Go Dodgers. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.